Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Because I'm fine. Hello, welcome to IntelliCast. Thanks for listening. We love that you are listening. Season six, episode six. You know, I was we, I was onboarding our new hire today, and I wasn't sure if this was season five or season six. They all pretty much <sighs> since like 2020, all the seasons have kind of run together. <laughs> I hope our listeners don't feel that way. Do you feel that way? <laughs> hope not. If so, let us know. IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Follow us on Twitter, EMI underscore research or Intelicast One. No one texts us, Brian. I know. And 513-401-5463. If you want to text me personally, 513-289-6155. Oh, he's putting out his he's putting out his personal cell phone there. You know what? I don't have some of our listeners' phone number. Now you have mine. You have a question about sample, text it to me. You have a question about my dog? Where's bon- Where in the world is Bonnie going to be this year? That's right. She is doing a lot of traveling. News episode. Lots yes. of news, I guess. We do have some news. We kind of made a pivot. We were going to do a sample con preview. Decided to do a sample con uh, recap instead. So that'll be coming up. We'll record that next week after sample con. Looking forward to that. Disappointed in not going to sample con. It's the 10th anniversary. They're bringing all the board members back. Big celebrations. Um, I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. But Mary Draper will. She will be. Um, that's, I don't know how many sample cons she's been to. Probably six, seven. A lot. Yeah, a lot. I think so, she's gone every year that I've been with EMI, and that this will be number six. So Okay. So six or seven, then. Yeah. Might as well go to those conferences. You want to do that really quick? Yeah, let's do it. That's sample con next week. I kind of wish I was going because I like the content. Lots of my friends and peers are there. But Mary Draper will be there. March 6th through 8th, Pasadena, California. Quirks was last week. I haven't heard about, about Quirks. I saw some social. Quirks LA. Yep. And Quirks Chicago, man, right around the corner. Yeah. What, three weeks? Something like that? Three weeks? Four weeks? Three and a half? March 27th to 28th. We'll be there. We'll be speaking about mental health. We will be with our friends at Brand Trust. Yeah. I guess I should I shouldn't say I'm speaking. I'm not gonna be there. You are though. I'll be there. A couple others will be there. Brand Trust will be there. I love Quirks. I'm excited to kind of get the energy from Quirks. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I think 2019 was the last time I went to Quirks. Was that the year you and Tony? Yeah. Tony and I spoke in 2019, one of my favorite experiences. Bonnie was there. She'll be there again this year, driving to Chicago. What one of her many appearances this this spring? Yeah, we are second appearance in Chicago. She loves Chi Town. Quirks London, May third through fourth. Quirks New York, July nineteenth and twentieth. So Quirks is just doing great. And then IIEX. Oh, I wish I was going May twenty fourth, twenty fifth in Austin. What do you think of that? Yes, 
Um, well, you mentioned it's the 10 year anniversary for SampleCon. It is actually the 10, IIEX is also celebrating 10 years. Um, did you know as part of that, their Insight Innovation Competition is also 10 years old? Yeah, I actually did know that. You know what? This could be a rant. I think I've been to every single IEX, including the first one in Philadelphia, PA. I've only been employed at EMI for three weeks, my first ever conference. Um, met a lot of people there, including Katrina Noel was one of the first people I met in the industry mm-hmm. um, in June of 2013. So I, I think this is the only one I'm missing for the 10th anniversary IES and SampleCon. I, I did miss the first SampleCon. I didn't go to that. 10-year, 10th anniversary SampleCon. Crazy. But yes. I, yeah, they do that. That's awesome that they do that. Um, give out awards. And a lot of those companies are huge now that have won that. I know. So, I mean, the competition is for startups. If they have the innovation, the potential to transform something. Um, I was talking with uh, someone yesterday past winners zappy yeah. store yeah like zappy highlights too. was one we talked about internally here just in a different meeting yep. like both of those are past winners zappy yeah. store won in 2013 look how it's grown now um i will do as a notice that they are doing the call for submissions for the 2023 competition it is right now we will put the link in our show notes if you know a startup that has that has to be that is eligible, which means they are owned by the original management company. They can take on seed money. That is a clarification as long as it's still majority owned okay. by the, by that management by the management team, and they have revenues last year of five million or less. You are okay. eligible for this competition. So we'll put the we'll put the link to submit in the show notes there. But I just wanted to call that out there because that is ten years of that as well. So you know what? I think I'm innovative. I, you know what, Greg Archibald, you know what, Lenny Murphy, I should be a judge one of these years. I think you should. Get me at the head table and let me ask some questions and I will be fair and impartial. I would love to be a judge. It's one of my goals. That's one of my next goals in life. I, I think, I think we will work. That'll be the next kind of checkbox for us is to get you to be yeah. a judge on this. Fortunately, I've accomplished a lot of my goal, professional goals. Um, very lucky and fortunate to be able to do that. And that is now officially one of my next <laughs> goals is to be a judge in the innovation. And um, as you mentioned, there's lots of big names um, that have been part of that. And every year there's, it's one of my favorite parts because so many new startups are there. It's just kind of cool to see, people some of them are new to the industry that you know they have a good idea and technology and cool stuff going on smart employees and then people step up and help them out yep and years later they're huge and it's cool for our industry i think well as we're talking about it i will try to check that out for you maybe i'll take some video because i am actually going to be at iix (laughs) this year i know that's part of the futures list yeah uh, i'm going to be speaking I oh, didn't realize yeah. that was going to be a checkbox for my career, but apparently it's going to get checked this year. Man, we have to film this, and man, what are you going to wear? You have to wear it, by the way. I, I feel like I'm going to have to go shopping, and clothes shopping is one of my least favorite things to do. Dude, I have to do it too, and it's oh, I'm going to have to go get a new suit jacket. I got to figure out if I'm going to yep. go like semi-casual with the new with new jeans and suit jacket, or do I try to class it up a little bit? 
I think go, here's what you have to do. Do you go suit with no tie kind of thing? Um, I exeter some dressy people, but it's pretty casual. It's in Austin. It'll be a million degrees in yes, May. It will. Um, and all right, here's a little trick for you. It's at the Palmer something Palmer yeah, event. Like, I think the Palmer like event center or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's right on the edge of the University of Texas campus, and there's not hotels right next door. It's a little bit of a walk. Like a, it's a good twenty minute walk. Last year, people were get sweating. The, get those steps in, baby. <laughs> yeah. But what I did, I took a Segway. <laughs> or a bike or a scooter every okay. that's the that's that is the veteran move um scooter it back and forth i feel like the the veteran move would to put your real shirt and your jacket in your backpack and change when you get there maybe i'm not good at that though um but you have to get a shirt you have to get a t-shirt i know so producer brian one of the days you have to wear it Yes, I know. You and I did talk about this that I should get a T-shirt that just says "Producer Brian" or yeah, "Producer Brian" or "AKA Producer Brian." I think that's awesome. Um, if you're an IEX, find Brian. He hasn't met a lot of y'all in person, and he's interviewed and been part of interviews for six seasons now. Mention the podcast; it makes me happy when people do that, and I want him to experience it as well. Just last year, Tim Cornelius, I was sitting there. Um, listen to some content and Tim Cornelius came up and said, man, love y'all's podcast. Been listening for a long time. He was on the show. He's a great guy. He had great, he had a great presentation at IEX last year. And um, it makes, I don't know, it just makes me happy. Big Nash did it. First time I ever met Big Nash was because of the podcast. And um, I mean, I just give shout outs to Big Nash every. I know. But um, first time I met Big Nash was about the podcast. And now I consider him to be a friend and, a partner of ours, obviously. So yep. hopefully you'll get this, the same experience. Give him a Canadian joke. Talk about hockey. I know. Will playoffs be going on by then in May? Oh, they will be. Depending and depending on how well. I'm going to go on a little rant here. It okay. is the the NHL trade deadline right now is tomorrow, and for like the last we'll call it 12 days, it has been insane. So you know how normally the NBA trade trade deadline, there's at least two or three stars moving. Yeah, the NHL trade deadline isn't like that. You might have one or two big moves, but that's about it. It's mostly little ones. It is literally every hour, big name stars are getting moved. It is ridiculous. I'm gonna regret mentioning hockey, aren't I? You are. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed it. I see the scroll when I'm watching college basketball. I see the scroll, and it seems like a lot of big names are being traded. I don't recognize them, but I see. For first round draft picks, for first round draft picks, and that means it's a big trade. First round draft picks are getting traded like, like yeah. none other this year. It's great. So hopefully you get to watch a little playoffs in Austin while you're there. Yeah. Um, producer first Brian. time in Austin, honestly. First time in Austin. Oh, you have to see the bats. I, I, I apparently need to make a list. Yeah, you have to see the bats. Um, there's a big barbecue place across the street I ate with with Tony Brown last year. It's fantastic. Is that Franklin right across barbecue? From the, what? Is that Franklin barbecue? No, Franklin Barbecue is a little bit further away. You can't get in there. I was going to say, I don't know if I have time to stay in line for two hours. There's another one across the street. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But oh, I man, love Texas Barbecue. We got stuck at IEX for a long time. May I know. May 25th, Austin. Green Book, yes. Lenny, Greg Archibald. Let me judge the contest. And one more you did not mention, the IA Annual, April 24th oh, through the 26th. Yeah, IA Annual, April 24th through 26th. Oh, I skipped it. That's why it is. I have it out of order. Thanks for the catch. Yep. Um, 
April 24th through 26th, Hilton Head, South Carolina. Guess who'll be there? Bonnie, the Bulldog, and myself <laughs> driving to Hilton Head. Man, what a crazy long drive. That is 11 hours doing it. Man, I look at the content today. It looks fantastic. They're announcing the speaker track leaders and the content and all the brands that are going to be there. And it is probably my favorite um, conference of the year. There'll be a data quality part of it. And as my association, you know, they're kind of leading our industry. So mm -hmm. um, it's awesome. I can't wait to go there. And then our Insights Association North Central Chapter Fall Conference is September 6th through 8th in Minneapolis, Minnesota, home of Prince. Also known as your excuse to go see Paisley Palace. Paisley Park, yes. Yes. What, same um, difference. Same difference. <laughs> you know what I meant. Your, yeah, I your um, excuse to go see the Prince's house. Right. That's right. Excited about that. Um, regional conferences. If you're not going to this one, there's other regional conferences in your area. Um, we're nonprofits and they're really good content. If you want to network, I can't recommend the regional inside association conferences enough. I wish I could go to more. I'd love to kind of sneak into like the Northeast chapters fall conference or the West coast. I think there's like, it was in Las Vegas and this is fun. Maybe the uh, winter one for the Southeast perhaps. Yeah. Maybe go sneak well, down, talk to Colson about that. We're likely going to have a, our, a winter conference in Florida, partner with this chapter. I don't know if he knows that yet, but <laughs> look about January, 2024. God, winter conference in Florida. It's hard to think about that when it's only March of 2023. It's a little too yeah. far out. So we're 12 minutes in. I haven't got the news yet. No, we probably should, though. Okay. All right. First up, Measure Protocol has added new targeting capabilities, which allows for specific surveys to be delivered to respondents based on their actual behavior, such as in-app purchases. Um, Measure Protocol claims that this eliminates reliance on self-reported behavior. What do you think about that? Well, love it. We've been talking about it for a while that this is how we add value to our clients. And, you know, you have to kind of circumvent privacy challenges. And, you know, they're in the UK, so there's probably more privacy challenges there than here. But, you know, they'll get people to agree to do it. They talk about they'll have behavioral data relating to what individuals are doing, consuming and buying. And that's exactly what our clients need. They'll know when you buy something, what you're doing, if you're traveling or at a movie or shopping for a car, uh, consuming. So what are you purchasing and stuff? So it's, it's really kind of cool. I like it. Is this tied into how they're set up with blockchain? Like, is that how they're going to maybe get a, not get around the privacy, but help address it because of that technology? Like, okay, I yes, you can, you can approve this piece, but you can, not say approve the other pieces and all this other stuff. It's a lot of, I don't quite understand that component of it, but could it be that? Yeah, I don't either. I don't either, but I think it does help with protecting privacy because I think that a lot of it's in the cloud and um, they have control over it. So my guess is um, the users of Measure right. Protocol have more control over the data they have and can have better ownership of it. Yeah, and they can decide. I, I'm guessing that they get to decide, okay, yes, it's yes, I'm going to approve this yeah. kind of purchase pieces and this kind access yeah. to this data and or not, or right. I'm gonna nope, see, I don't want this data included. You can see the apps I download and you can see Amazon purchases, but you can't see where I'm going. Um, and you can't see my healthcare information, for example. Yes, that would that right. be ideal. 
you can see my credit card on this side, but maybe not my not the one where I'm making stupid purchases. You're not seeing that. You're not seeing the backup card. So we've had Owen and that whole team on the podcast before. They were awesome, and um, you know, it's blockchain was a big thing a few years ago, and then I think people kind of got a little money and started investing in building, and we haven't heard a ton from them. We've heard some from Azure Protocol, but so I'm interested to see if this is successful. We should probably have them back in the podcast soon. Yes, I agree. Next up, Women in Research has appointed four new members to its 2023 advisory board. Joe Brockhurst, Shazia Ganae, I'm, I'm sorry, I just butchered that, <laughs> Sherry Leonard, and friend of the podcast, Damon Jones. Damon Jones, man, man of the year. Look at him. He is um, everywhere. I bet he's happy because he is seeing progress in all of his passions. And I'm, ha- I'm really happy for him. Um, deservedly so. I'm not sure how many men are on the wire advisory board, but it can't be very many. Mm-mm. And so that's a coup for him and happy for him again. But And he's just, he, he's, he's just a good person. Like he has passion about all this stuff, but also I could call him up right now. He called me, by the way, he called me up a couple of weeks ago because my email was spoofed. I, I think I told you this, my email was spoofed and it was really well done. And it was an email from me to all of our board members in our chapter, that's North Central, oh boy. copying in our treasurer and saying that I needed like $800, I think it was. Oh, boy. And it looked pretty legitimate. And so like five people almost immediately responded and said, um, hey, is this really true? And I'd say, oh, my God, if it's spoofed, I'm so sorry. Damon called me up. He's like, hey, man, I'm just checking in. Were you spoofed or is this real? I'm happy to help you out if you need it. <laughs> and it was like so nice that you know it's nice enough when people respond via email he called me up and that was really nice of him and so just because of that he deserves this damon is the kind of guy that you can go have a beer with and have a great time and you can talk about anything especially him and i because we have a lot in common mm-hmm. we can talk soccer talk football talk research talk life yep um, so I've, I think I, I wanted to, I told you years ago, I wanted to be best friends with him. I'm making my way. You're, you're getting there. He's certainly a friend of mine and I really like him and I'm really happy for him. He's going to do great things at wire. Like he does with everything else he touches. Um, and I'm sure the other people are great too. I don't know, um, any of those people, but I'm sure they're awesome as well. Next up. Bain and company has partnered with open AI as we all know, the creator of ChatGPT, to help Bain clients adopt more open AI technologies with Coca-Cola being first to join this new initiative. I mean, um, this is pretty amazing to me. So I'm wondering how, I mean, Bain obviously is a huge name mm-hmm. and now open AI has a lot of Microsoft backing and that's a big name. And then Coca-Cola, um, a big name, all of these companies combined, it kind of makes sense. Well, Bain has actually been working with OpenAI more. This is just a more defined and focused partnership of it. They had been working with OpenAI, but this is now a real focus on incorporating more of their technologies. I mean, I think I saw a news story today about one that's more of a text-to-speech generation thing. Yeah. You have all the new connections that you can integrate both their new text-to-speech and chat GPT into other apps and stuff like that now. I mean, I saw an ad for Zapier to connect. Oh, you want to connect chat GPT into your XYZ? Use 
You see well, deer. Like, oh, great. Saw, <laughs> it was last week. Um, let's see. Microsoft stock. Either, either Microsoft and Google. One of them went up $100 billion. One went down 100 billion. Google lost a lot because they were They're, introducing their chat bot, and then it gave a bad answer literally during yeah, the demo. $100 billion. Yeah. And, and Microsoft went up $100 billion just because of this. So that tells you how how much people are betting on this. Yep. And I'm glad. I mean, Spain is smart people, obviously. And so leveraging this is great. I like it when people kind of um, embed AI into their operations and leverage it because if they're not doing their competitors are. Right. Although I do have a rough feeling we're getting closer and closer to Skynet. So there's oh, yeah, always, okay. that's my that's the back of my head paranoid concern. Oh, of course. The world's so. going to end in five, ten years. <laughs> I guess we're in agreement with that. So, yeah. Anyways, if you disagree with us on that, let us know. But we're getting closer to Skynet, in my opinion. Um, Next up, I'm going to skip down one on our list here. Uh, Question Pro acquired Chicago-based healthcare innovation and consultancy, Pundit Consultants, um, with Artie Pullins, the pundit founder and chief executive, is now will now become the president and chief healthcare officer of Question Pro. Um, first off, <laughs> oh you're going to say the name. The name, right? yeah, it's Pundit Consultants. Yep. But guess what? The Z. At it's the not end of Pundit Consultants, consultants ex- spelled as you would expect it to spell. It's consultants with a Z, and they're and they're going with well. All right, I, I do like this part of it. A Question Pro company. Question Pro has brand equity. Question, yep. Question Pro is well known. Um, I'm sure Pundit, um, I'm not sure of them. They're a healthcare innovation consultancy, so I don't really know them. I'm assuming someone named Pundit um, founded it. Collins is her last name. Okay, good for her. That's awesome. And they're keeping that brand name. I think it is um, imperative that you keep the heritage of companies. And maybe I'm old school, but... And we'll get to more of this. Yeah. Um, okay. But the Z is what gets me. What? Um, what's her name? Artie. Pullins. Artie Betty Pollins. She will become president and chief healthcare officer at Question Pro. Good for her. She looks smart. She's if you're being purchased by Question Pro, you're doing really cool stuff. I just don't understand the Z. Was the S taken? Probably. That's probably exactly why it was. Yeah. So, but no, it seems like Question Pro is expanding in mo- lots of different directions over the last, we'll call it 24 months. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think healthcare, I mean, healthcare research is just, it's not going to die down. It's going to grow with giving everything that's going on in this world, our aging society and research and drugs and how cognizant we are of what's going on in healthcare. It ain't going away. So this is, a, I think this is a good acquisition. Healthcare in general, that's always going to be growing again you mentioned aging population and hospitals need to hospital healthcare organizations anything in healthcare want to understand more to be able to bring more services solutions anything like that so so if she would like to come on um we'd love to have you tell us about the z that's it one question all right (laughs) all right our our next two stories go into some rebrands um both are kind of hot off the presses. We'll go to the first one here. And this is a bit of the elephant that you kind of alluded to. Schlesinger Group, as yeah. of March 1st, so 24 hours after 
prior to this recording, has rebranded as Sago, and I think I pronounced that correctly. You did because what one thing they did great with the rebrand was they put the letter the I don't call it above the A to no, let you know it's a hard A. Yes, that's very smart because you know with Dinata for months it was like is it Donata is it Dinata we didn't know. Um, you know this is Sega, and it also kind of makes sense. Say go. Having said that, by the way, first off, I love the Schlesinger people. <laughs> Steve Schlesinger, he was one of our best podcast guests, right? Yes, I would agree. I talk about the cereal. I talk about the cereal all the time. I talked about it last week. Um, we've worked with the Market Cube team for a long time. We know the 2020 people. Isaac Rogers is awesome. Um, a lot of the companies have acquired over the past few years are amazing companies. Um, I know a lot of great people there. The best dressed person in all the freaking research, Raj Minoka, got a trophy for me last year. Um, Shante Applegate, one of my close friends, works there. Um, so I love, I mean, this Shuster, but they're, they're great. And they have a, such an amazing name. They've been in research for 57 years. Schlesinger name, many Schlesingers work there, I think. Um, not just Steve. Yep. I think his sister worked there for a long time before she left. And I think there's another Schlesinger, at least one more. 57 years is one of the most iconic brand names in marketing research, and it's now going away. And it makes me, it just makes me sad. If you do look at some of the new rebranding things, they do incorporate that heritage into the new things, though. I'll, I'll say that. So they're not just totally doing away with it, they've incorporated some of the heritage into the new brand. And they tell the story. Yes. Um, they tell the story of why, which is a decent read um, about, you know, over the 57 years, they've acquired all these companies and they keep expanding and they do more and more and more and more. And we've seen that in the past few years. They just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. We had and the so, joke that every other week was a Schlesinger news story. Exactly. Yeah. And so they're saying they're listening to their customers and realize that while Schlesinger Group reflected their family business origins and focus group expertise, it didn't encompass the full scope. So maybe they felt pigeonholed, which is this is what they're I, saying. I get it. Oh, you do quant? I always thought Schlesinger is a focus group facility. Yep. Oh my gosh, you have really cool technology and you have a panel and you now you have all all kinds of cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think of Schlesinger that way. That's probably why they do it. I'm not sure how I feel about the name itself. Um, and I'm sad to see the Schlesinger name go. I'm sure they are too. Um, but I guess I understand it. Well, can I give some kudos to them on the teasing of this as it came out. So mm -hmm. if anybody follows any of their top people on LinkedIn, they were doing a great job of teasing something, but not give it quite giving it away over yeah. like the 27th and 28th. I mean, Steve put one out like, Hey, coming soon. You had Isaac put some pictures up where yeah. of the, their new promo items, but all of the, all, they were all turned. So you couldn't read it and that kind of stuff. I just kudos for that. That was some great, like, glimpses and teasers into that knowing that all right i like come yet come the first i'm on there trying to figure out all right what was what were they teasing i want to know what this is yeah that's awesome um i completely agree and i would recommend everybody read what reed Cundiff said he's the ceo and uh a nice little blog about the reason behind the name change which always helps right i don't think we had one for torfax <clears throat> I don't think we had one for a lot of names that we have talked about for years and years. and still don't understand what the heck they mean or why they did it. They explain it. And that minimum, they explain it. And so it makes sense. Good luck to them. 
Yes. Next up, we have another rebrand. Yes. Uh, Nielsen IQ, the consumer intelligence business, is combining with GFK. And I know you and I both said that we forgot that happened. Um, (laughs) And are rebranding as NIQ. I'm going to call them Nick. Yes. Hopefully that's what they were going for. Um, Everyone's going to see that and that's what they're going to call it. They're going to call it Nick now. Which, I mean, from where they were at Nielsen IQ, all they did was take off the Nielsen and combine it. Yes. So, like, it's Nielsen IQ. They removed the Nielsen. Yep. Which is really the best part of the Nielsen. <laughs> I wonder if they had to do that as part of that separation. Like, you can use this name for a certain amount of time, but then it's got to go. Maybe so. But it's another iconic name, but fortunately, it still exists. Right. And maybe it'll help clear up. Because I always get confused about when oh, those split up, right? Yep. Um, but GFK is another, you know, iconic brand in the industry, just like Nielsen, just like Schlesinger. Those are three of the iconic names in our whole industry. I don't know, you know, NIQ, Nick, I don't know. Um, you know, all right. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think you're going to see more and more as you have more industry consolidation, you're going to have more rebrands because part of that is what you kind of mentioned with the Schlesinger that, hey, I, I've i combined multiple companies. I don't want the pigeonhole or the um, connotate, maybe the being stuck with a version of what it used to be without including all of the new components of it. Yeah. Does it make sense? Yeah. So I can see why that some of these rebrands are being done. Like, hey, Nielsen IQ, one, you split off. It's already confusing. Well, which one's which? They both say Nielsen. That, yeah. was, that always confused me, and you and I are in this industry. Imagine someone outside. Um, and then you have the combining of GFK. Well, yep, I understand that's a legacy one, but you have – they're all combined now. So now it's a – all right, I don't want to – you think GFK, you think one thing. You think Nielsen, you think another. Well, I need a different name so now you can start to position and think of the overall piece. Yes. Um, and as part of this, they, they also released a statement. Really good. Um, let's see. As part of the rebrand, the company issued a statement of brand purpose. Show the world what the people want. We deliver the full view, the world's most complete and clear understanding of consumer buying behavior that reveals new pathways to growth. Described by the company as uniquely ambitious. Um, this is interesting. 1923, our company created the concept of market share. 100 freaking years ago. That's all their hundred year celebration. That's basically before marketing research existed. Mm-hmm. There might have been some, there was no formal market research going on. There might have been, hey, how do you feel about this? But it was yeah. much later before there, it was really a discipline at all. Um, 30, 40 years, probably, honestly, even though we just saw the Schlesinger 57, yep. yeah, 57 years, and this is 100 years. Um, at least they released a statement, kind of explained it a little bit. But I guess that's it. All right. I, that rounds out all of our news. Um, we have some interviews coming up. We have some special guests coming up. We've got some SampleCon recaps and other conferences recaps coming up as well. Anything else we need to talk about? Um, I don't think so. We do busy. not accomplish our mission of keeping this to 20 minutes, by the way. It's busy time of year for marketing research. I know we're busy. I'm sure you're busy if you're listening. 
So we appreciate you listening during this busy time. Hopefully you, you laughed a little and you learned something. Um, feedback, we'll take it. We love it. I just gave out my mobile phone number if you want to call me. Yeah. Um, I want to, when we come back, I want to report on how many people have called or texted you. Yeah, do it. And we'll talk to you soon. I'm not sure when because I'm traveling next week and SampleCon's next week. So it might be a little bit before we get the SampleCon um, recap done. But we'll have Mary Draper, her annual tradition of coming on and talking about it. And yep. thanks for listening. Have a great week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.